listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Best of Loud on the Set, Volume 2. Volume 2! Best of Loud on the Set! Yes, indeed. Yeah. We went through episodes 28 through 64 and extracted some of the funniest, most memorable clips of those editions, Kyle. Incredibly precise, yes. Well, you know. As our as our uh, holiday special, uh, hope everybody's having a good holiday season thus far. Uh, we're going to release some of our favorite Best of Loud on the Sets from uh, roughly the second half of our our beginnings here so we hope you enjoy them and here they are for you best of loud on the set volume two how about the scenes in antarctica and they filmed them on location was unreal that that's that's amazing to me the the submarine bursting through the ice Mm -hmm. him jumping onto it and 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 sort of ambushing the some of the the henchmen before they can get the hatch open Mm -hmm. opens up the hatch they're staring down him boom chucks the grenade down slams the latch shut and you just hear a, a billowing boom. So my favorite part of that he says, scene. can it. Can it. Oh, that was so good. Awesome. Was the my favorite part of that film. Um, kind of like the car jump we were talking about earlier. The the penguin. When he rode on the penguin, slid down the slope, oh, avoided shit. all the bad guys. That was amazing. Woo! And then just goes right into the icy water. And you think, can he hack that? You know, is he going to be able to take that? Of course he's going to be able to take that. Awesome. He's the lead character. Yeah, man, he's the hero. He's my hero. He's my. Oh yeah. Who, by the way, before I get to my 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 comment about artificial intelligence and its commentary in this movie, the character of Ava truly captivating, Kyle. And oh I mean, yes. I, I'll make jokes. Hottest bald half robot <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie in my life, and I. Movie news is coming at you. This right. past weekend, were. The 88th Academy Awards. Da, 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 da. Oh, boy. James, what was everybody wearing at the Academy Awards? Clothing. <laughs> um, and not for Birdman, right, last year? Wasn't that a snub from last year? I think he got a nom, but I don't think he won. If I'm Nom is a nomination <laughs> for all of our... Yeah, Sorry, right. Kev. <laughs> that one hurt him deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I should have said nod, because that would have been a better word. I'm going heavy. I'm going with Creed, Kyle. Creed. I mentioned it in movie news the last episode when when Sonya was here. I'm mentioning it again because I went and saw it. Yep. And I saw it by myself. You know, one please. <laughs> and I loved. It. I went. Let me let me clarify. I okay. went in there skeptical, right? Because we had talked we about it during skeptical. movie news. We we're like, we were how skeptical. is this timeline going to work out? Another mm. Rocky movie? Give me a break, blah blah. So I went in there skeptical, and this movie won me over, Kyle. Like Rocky wins over the hearts of Americans every time. Um, it's my favorite movie of the past six months, easy, easily, if not the past year. And as Chris Rock called it, Black, Black Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> Brilliant. And he, there's more things believable in Star Wars than there is in Rocky. Oh, my God. Oh, that was great. So good. But Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone put in great performances. Uh, Kyle. Sylvester Stallone nominated for his performance. Yes, indeed. And Michael B. Jordan, not nominated. We'll keep them down any way we can. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Creed pushed me to the brink of crybabies, as you know what that means, listeners. It pushed me to the brink like four times Oh, because of the nostalgia wow. factor. Excellent. The subtle, and I'm going to I'm gonna finish with this one because I can go into Creed. Okay. It deserves its own review, but it's not going to happen. Okay. Um, well, maybe it's not going to happen. I don't know. Because it has <laughs> subtle, it. a subtle, proper way of doing the callbacks and paying tributes to the original, unlike Star Wars. Dun, dun, dun. Which beat you over that. Creed... My favorite movie. Hmm, we might have to revisit Star Wars at some point in the future. Ah, well. <laughs> give us a couple years when the sequels come out, right? Anyway, Kyle, I loved Creed. And interestingly enough, when I talk to a lot of my liberal friends about the Oscar situation, mm-hmm. and they're, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to boycott. I'm not going to go see it. And it's ridiculous that they don't nominate it. And then the next question I ask, I'm like, yo, have you seen Creed yet? No. I'm like, well, then <laughs> you're sort of tacitly or sort of indirectly part of the problem. You're not giving your money to a young, talented black director and, and a young, talented black actor and yep. actress and when i was watching Creed my, is awesome it's very clear the imagery is so brilliant 
But then it goes on to provide just some of the best quotes in the movie when she meets up with Lou, yes. the, the other officer there, and they start talking and investigating this crime. And nobody like hunkers down over the body and goes, what do you think, Jim? Was he shot with a forty-five caliber? You know, there's none of this jargon. They basically <laughs> walk over there and it's like, oh, it's like he got shot over there. Yeah. There he is. And it's like, oh, yeah. But my my favorite quote out of that scene is just in the midst of this. They're, you know, they're sipping on their coffee. They got to have their coffee and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, enduring the weather. And she's super pregnant and walking around. And she just goes, say, Lou, did you hear the one about that guy who couldn't afford personalized plates? So he went and changed his name to J3C2404. <laughs> and Lou goes, <laughs> Lou just sits there and goes, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and it's like, Great. it describes, you saw The Revenant, I, I saw The Revenant. How did you feel about it? Overall impression, Kyle. Yes. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I was aware of the hype. I went and saw it just, just recently, very recently, actually. Um, just in the wake of the Academy Awards, actually. Academy mm. Awards happened on a Sunday. I saw this on a Monday. Oh, okay. And... Um, you know, I, I had very high expectations. So based Leonardo on... DiCaprio was probably hung over when you saw this yeah. film. <laughs> and I was completely sober with my M&Ms and my... Was this, compl- a, this was the one please, right? This was the one please okay. in the middle of the goddamn day. Beautiful day. Oh, Kyle, it was a beautiful day. Oh, when please, I came out, it was day. so sunny. But anyway, <laughs> given the opportunity to simply just walk away from Leonardo DiCaprio's wounded body, he didn't. He told the leader, the captain, what was the captain's name? Did he have a name? That red-headed prick from Star Wars. <laughs> anyway. Um, Jesus, anyway. He's been in a lot of good films. Ex Machina. I know. He keeps creeping Dom into Al my Gleason. life. Doing a good job. Is that his name? Damal Gleason. That's his Damal? Damal Gleason. Yeah, I think it's Irish or something. Whatever. All right. <laughs> we love you. He, uh, <laughs> he um, why did I even bring him up? God damn it, I get got lost. Anyway. But this ended up winning three Oscars, in fact. Um, it won for Best Director... Alejandro J. Inaruto, or G, in other words. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> you're great. You're great. You're great. We love you. You're great. <laughs> it won for three Academy Awards for Best Director, Alejandro G. Inaruto. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we love you. You're great. Let's try this again. <laughs> Alejandro G. Inaruto. Is okay. that right? Good okay. enough. Yeah. Um, and it won for three Best Director to Alejandro G. Inaritu. He was... <laughs> All right, you say it. I can't do it. It's probably... <clears throat> it's an. It's a that, and then there's an is that, accent is that, is, on is the Is it a. correctly spelled? Yeah, Yeah, that's I'm pretty it. sure it. Okay, and... Yeah. Um, excellent job, James. You don't like Memento? You don't like it? No, I'm just surprised you like it. I, I just feel like I've heard you say, oh, that backwards-ass garbage before, or something like that. Well, it's before the... It's it's the Nolans, right? It's, yeah, it's the... It's before they... Pre-Nolan inception, all that stuff. Yeah, it's before they milked the... The breaking up of a timeline to make a movie sort of artificially interesting. It was... It was... It was the first time they had done it, and now mm-hmm. they do it with Inception, and now they right. do it with uh, Interstellar. Did you Surprise see they didn't do it with fucking Batman. <laughs> Somebody took their favorite superhero action figures and just kept smashing them into each other without a thought to why they should be smashing into each other. And when they ultimately are face-to-face, these two opposing ideologies, like the internal virtue of mankind or whether or not we all need to be beholden to authority, finally come to a head, they both grunt Martha at each other and then run off to fight the other bad guy. <laughs> This was super disappointing from a story aspect, but I will say that cinematically and for some of the action scenes, there was really cool stuff. They just didn't know why it was happening. Way to raise the bar above the (laughs) 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 And the last thing I'll say for successes, and everybody feel free to react, (gasps) is that finally the Batman was used in a fight scene well. We... I'm sorry, but the, the more I the more I watch the Nolan Batman trilogy, the fight scenes suck. They suck. Think about the fight scenes involving Batman in the final movie, Bing and Aaron. He's and a see. cripple at that. Point. I don't give a shit. At one point, he's got no bones. At one point, he throws little smoke bombs that I used to buy from the fucking ice cream truck for twenty five cents a pop, and they just kind of go. 
what what is that? When Ben Those Affleck hurt. When Ben Affleck no, no, Bane walked right through them and mocked them oh, the way Bane he should have done. And they just stand there through the whole movie. Huh? Yeah, they just stand there and rock them, sock them robots. There's no technique, there's no stealth, there's no anything. It's just punch, 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 dodge, punch. Ben Affleck's fight scene with the 24-some-odd goons in this abandoned factory was fucking awesome. It was cool. And He's a ninja. And <laughs> the way he's... The way, hey, for the, for, the, for the first time in a superhero movie, a villain did in fact do the smart thing, and they went right up to the hero when he wasn't looking and point-blanked him right in the head. Didn't work. And it didn't work. But mm-hmm. the fact is, Batman had to recoil from that and, like, grunts, like, oh, and takes damage, and then has to recover from that while, like, backtracking. Where's the back? Saving throw for half damage. <laughs> then his cape. Another thing that almost never happens in a superhero movie, his cape gets used against him in a fight scene. He gets pulled down to the ground and has to fight from the ground, belly up. Remember that? Yeah. And he thwarts those guys, gets stabbed. Oh, the fight scene. That 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 scene alone is better than the whole Batman trilogy from previously. I'm but sorry. But he's still in the bat bot. I don't think number one apparently Superman might not be able to carry his half of dialogue and number two Zack Snyder can't make thinky thoughts that long like thinky thoughts um, we have and then her answer to it like I don't know if this is possible what for me to love you and you to be you uh, what a mealy mouth way of of introducing that conflict of like can this work you know um, yeah that's some really bad right? what's going on at the Daily Planet where Clark one day is on sports and the next minute he's on the social scene is he a fucking intern? Can I just like, say, it was delightful. <laughs> they're not even going down this falsehood of like, yeah, no, they're definitely related. Remember one Sitwell was there for like 14 seconds? <laughs> it's the same universe. It's all connected. So I appreciate that they're like, no, these are individual things. We're going to tell separate stories. No, 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 they're not individual. They're all mushing together. It's just TV-verse versus Yeah, I mean, oh, like, okay. TV-verse is individual from the movie. Okay. What I am looking forward to to seeing what the, the, they do with the DC universe on on the, the big screen. Yeah, the JLA okay. is going to be excited. That's a two parter, so oh, we'll see what it? happens. Yeah, <laughs> are they going Justice League? But maybe that they had this critical mass, and they this this movie proved it, where it got just the worst ratings of a mainstream movie of this caliber in a while. That's not true, but it was way worse, way worse than anyone expected it to be. It's didn't so build up well for that. So being the comic, not that. The person who doesn't know about comics. Comic my, neglector. My understanding of Batman's. Yeah. But you remember in the third, third film, in the, the Crusade, we named you after the dog. That's Indiana. Really impression. Jesus. Junior. Wow. <laughs> you do like a Bond record. I know, right? Like, I assume that his dad is an immigrant or something, but it's never like really explained why his dad has this like really really strong accent and indiana jones has nothing at all right yeah like even when he's a kid that's a good point i didn't think about that one bit yeah because i had my uh, parents accent till i was like in middle school verging into high school wait what you did what and my parents, I'm my parents are English. Yeah, but you had a British accent at one yeah, point. Yeah, I have some videos sometime I can give you of me. Can I you have, fake like, a British accent right now just for fun? You know the funny thing is I actually can't, um, because <laughs> I got rid of it deliberately because I was getting bullied for it. Oh, and so there's like a mental block in my head that I can't fake it when I'm around British people and especially when I go to England. It starts to come back. It takes a little bit, but I do start to get my accent back and I'm sure if I moved there I'd get most of it back. But I can't that's super sad. do it. Code switching, Kyle. Isn't I hate that. Oh my god, switching. I love code switching. If I talk like Sean Connery from now on, do you think people will bully me? This become, yes. No, it'll become the Sean Connery <laughs> podcast. Okay, so you can't have this type of film without, of course, just that feel-good climax ending and it and it wasn't cheap because of course they lost the big championship yeah but I'm, I'm talking the big charity game situation mm-hmm. where they're all hanging out it, you know it, it kind of had that home run derby feel everybody's like doing really well and they're playing really well but we're we're down at the end you know just a couple minutes left in the game and just drops back ends up sailing the ball and what happens just the cover starts to peel off. And when it flies off and hits the light and it just rains down, it's just like showering down everybody. The the slow trot as the sparks are flying. Everybody goes out, you know, they've got the the, the bats and the balls, they've got the, uh, all the pads off, everybody's just high-fiving and just going, going for it. That was amazing. Kyle, I had goosebumps 
oh that that whole scene i could i i've watched it you know there's bootlegs out there i don't have my dollar bootleg yet but <laughs> you know somebody theater. somebody well somebody you know had cell phone footage oh, in the theater because yeah. that's what great athletes do they retire on top you don't mm-hmm. chase a movie like this with a sequel you don't say oh no 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 this 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 sport must go on the game must go on no no you go out on top they're all champions and you 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 go out on top mm-hmm. it's like the grand slam walk off yeah. End of your season. Mm-hmm. End of your career. It's sad. You know, this is the last time we're going to see mm-hmm. Billy Bob and Friends. It's it's the last time. But we can always rewatch it. Mm-hmm. We can always go back and see him win the hot dog eating contest. We can always go back and see that slam dunk. See the rim and the glass just shatter everywhere. I think that had more to do with his weight at the time. And I think he knew that. But it was still very impressive. And... It just left you with that really, really great feel-good, uh, feel-good spirit. Yeah, you know the, what they say about the the great quarterbacks? They don't die; they just drop back and fade away. A return to form for M Night Shyamalan. Uh, yeah, a return to the crappy form, I would <laughs> say. Um, oh, M Night. Uh, we're at a point where I don't know. Well, do people well, here- still appreciate? What's coming out? No, here's the thing, Kyle. Here, <laughs> here's here's I'll segue into my opening thoughts, okay. right? And because you said all the quotes and all the critics said, "Return to form, he's back, uh-huh. best work since such and such," right? I I have a term for this, and I coined it. I'm gonna call it the episode three effect. Hmm. What do I mean by that, Kyle? I don't know. What I mean by that is <laughs> we're going back to Star Wars, baby. Oh, okay. Star Wars episodes one and two were such garbage <laughs> that when George Lucas finally came around to something that wasn't resembling a total pile of shit. <laughs> Suddenly everyone thought that episode three was actually kind of good. It'll be remembered in the trilogy as the good one. It but will. it's it's a horrible movie. It's garbage. Yeah. Just it's it's horrible. I don't care what you say. <laughs> and so here we have the same effect with M. Night Shaman. He's made so many bad movies in a row at this point. Lady in the Water, Last Airbender, uh fucking After Earth, right? The That's village. just three. The village. All these sucked so bad mm-hmm. that he finally didn't. I, the only. Oh my god! You get the idea. I think. I the get listener, the idea. The, the, the this, listeners this get the idea. This was only mediocre, and so the critics were fooled into thinking that it was actually halfway decent. Right. It's garbage, Kyle. This is a piece of garbage. It's not good, James. No. Um, no. And this isn't just a a ten year, twenty year, thirty year writer's block coming up. <laughs> this is. There was lightning that struck and. It did not originate, uh, yeah. apparently, Mr. Shmelian. He was a vessel for what was out there. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, so you, you, you used the shaky cam found footage model to keep your budget low, and mm-hmm. it was. It was a $5 million production, right? Yep. So you used that cheap-ass technique to keep your budget low, your overhead low, and you know that the market tells you a scary movie cranked out, targeted at this money-spending demographic. The tweens. <laughs> will give you a few dozen million on your return. Mm-hmm. Simple. A desperate, talentless cash grab from a hack. Let's get into it. <laughs> Boom. No, for Roasted. real, right? For real. It's, for it's real. ridiculous. Where, where? I got so mad watching it, Kyle. We, we, we still have yet to do our episode called The Walkout. We're auditioning for it. If you've contacted <laughs> if us, you've walked if you've out. walked out, we, want, we need you because we haven't, right? You and I We haven't. have never walked out of a film. But I almost shut this piece of shit off. Spoiler alert, if you enjoy crappy movies and want to put this on your docket yeah. to get their money, you know, that they could put in the trailers and stuff to get the kids there. Oh, because he said so funny. So, Mom, give me uh, 20 bucks. So I, go to, I want to go to the movie. My friends. So, yeah. Oh, my God. And here's here's another thing. You mentioned the computer, right? The I twist did. is The twist is that the mother isn't able to see the grandparents and has to go like the kids mm-hmm. sight unseen and just sort of trust that they're with the right people until right. the very end. Dumb. Bad Why? parenting. Why? <laughs> because the lunatic grandma had accidentally spilled like some kitchen products like cooking batter or some bullshit on the computer and remember this Kyle because mm-hmm. this is so cockamamie bullshit. It only stained the camera mounted into the laptop. Now, again, if this happens, if I'm a young kid and some old-ass lady that is my grandma, <laughs> that even if, even if she is genuinely my grandmother, is like, by the way, I spilled some food on your computer. I hope I didn't break it. And I open up, and the only stain is localized right there on the mounted camera, which is about the size of your thumbnail uh-huh. on the top of the screen. I'm like, Grandma, what the fuck did you do? Like, <laughs> 
clean this shit up. Like, you clearly went, you did this on purpose, first of all, because mm-hmm. if it had an accident, it would have been splattered all over the fucking screen. Uh-huh. And so then it takes the little girl days, Kyle, days to clean up, like, hardened cooking batter off of a fucking... T- oh, I, I can't. It's okay. so stupid. That's it. They go back home, and mom goes, Oh, you know what? It's this that really makes me think... <laughs> That I shouldn't have held this grudge for 15 years against my poor dead grandparents. So you shouldn't hold grudges against each other, kids. Okay, mom. Lesson learned. The end. <laughs> Family well, values. Roll credits. As soon as they find that. Well, first of all, when the grandparents start acting weird, you should be out of there as soon as possible. You're like the girl's like 14. Or 15 years old. Yeah. If your kids are uncomfortable and they're calling you and talking to you and telling you they're uncomfortable. Get the hell out of there. Shit parents. <laughs> yeah. All right. But then when they finally find out that things are really bad, really bad, mm-hmm. the little girl turns to her brother at one point in the movie during one of the mornings and she goes, we're leaving tonight. How about now? now. Get the, how about get the fuck out of there now? Like. <laughs> That was unbelievable. What are you waiting for? We're going to go play outside, Grandma and Grandpa. Okay, leave. Yeah. (laughs) Instead, you know what? Let's wait till night because that's when they lock all the doors and and do that creepy shit shit we've seen. (laughs) It's so so bad. There's so much. There's so much. Okay, but the the plot aside. Uh, We have a a saying here on Loud on the Set. We have a lot of sayings. We We have our own lexicon here on Loud on the Set, and I can't wait to put out this one again. And that is the awkward shoehorning, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, how awkwardly shoehorned in was the inner conflicts of the of the little boy? Everything about them was awkwardly shoehorned in mm-hmm. from their interests. I'm a filmmaker. The girl. I'm, I'm the girl now. I'm a filmmaker, and for some reason, I'm going to try to <laughs> resuscitate the dead relationship between my mom and her grandparents vis-a-vis my filmmaking, and I'm going to stage shot. Okay, right down to her lack of self-confidence, and she can't look at herself in the mirror. <laughs> right. So, so awkwardly shorn in. And then the kid is a germaphobe. Why? Because he needs to have something to overcome. He's got to have his quirky thing. Yeah, and he's a and he he fucked up at a football tryout, so he has to become victorious in the end with uh-huh. some some display of physicality for a little runt. Mm-hmm. So M. Night Shyamalan has no idea how to write for kids. He has no idea how to write dialogue. Everything about it is so awkwardly shoehorned in right down to the fact that the girl solves her self-image problem by stabbing spoiler alert by stabbing the nutty old broad with a piece of a mirror oh metaphor and of course the little kid with a diaper full of fucking shit smeared all over his face tackles the old man <laughs> overcoming his germaphobe problem and his athletic shortcomings all in one f- that Kyle. literally happened that that yeah, was can you believe that, that statement worst, i just said that was the worst thing ever set them up and you think that they're oh it's uh, mm-hmm. but you know you're being set up and that's the fun of a horror movie right but they had some really disturbing things happen and mm-hmm. then like you said the, the generator would just spit out an awkwardly timed joke <laughs> like, <laughs> doink, doink. like what what the, the, the shit's already coming off the rails here get into it yeah okay here's another example <laughs> right at the beginning of the movie when they're going to the train station with their mother the kid of course has already shown that he's a wannabe rapper and all this nonsense right um, he says while he's in the car, and the mother's like, you're not going to have cell phone out there. You're not going to say He's like, but Ma, I'm in texts. He says something to that effect. Maybe our listeners can help us out. But he says something so awkwardly phrased, like, I'm in texts with two girls, Ma. I'm mm-hmm. in texts. And immediately I'm like, here's M. Night again showing that he has no idea how to even write basic dialogue. Nobody said that's not a thing, Kyle. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. Well, but uh, maybe the you know, tweens making will, up slang will like it because then the tweens are like, "Well, I'm in text with my." But, the, but that's the thing. Like, does he even surround himself with a, a, no. a little interest group, a little study group of teens? No. Like, okay, how do you guys refer to it when you're flirting with each other via phone? Oh, we just say this, that, and the other. He just makes it up and he thinks he's in touch, but he's totally out of touch. Right. He's totally out of touch. All right. Hence Last the thing. randomness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, aren't kids quirky? Aren't they quirky? <laughs> Wouldn't a kid throw a tennis ball up in the air and just let it bounce in front of them and spin around in circles? No. They wouldn't, actually. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, last thing. Last, last nitpicky. And then I don't know where we're going to go after that, no, but this feels good. Yeah. At one point, the grandmother, after scaring her a couple of times, runs under the bed. We see the young teenage girls. Show, you know, she shows the camera. She points it right at the grandmother, and she scurries under the bed. Why the fuck would you jump onto the bed? The little girl at that point 
goes onto the bed. Well, of course, so that you can't see any part of the grandma. So you see what I'm saying? He had <laughs> that seems it, logical. He, he, M. Night had it in his little fucking pea brain that there's got to be a scene where a girl's on a bed because it's it's playing upon it's right. playing upon that fear of something's under the bed. So well, I have you know to get, that scene that works really well in all the movies is when somebody's on the bed and somebody's, and somebody's coming under up after, the bed. Yeah. It's like they improvised it when they were there. He was, yeah. he was like, "Wait, I have an idea. Uh, she just needs to get up on the bed. Yeah, and she gets under the bed." And then that's cool. And then we just like lean down and then it's all scary. Yeah. And then she'll come up onto the bed <laughs> under the sheets. So there's a slow reveal of her crawling with the sheets mm-hmm. overhead. But as soon as she jumps on the bed, I'm thinking, all right, that's so fucking dumb. Nobody in their right mind would ever do that. As soon as the bad, the villain or the murderer goes under the bed, you would just crouch down and be like, all right, now I see you. You're completely contained in your location mm-hmm. and I can keep tabs on you the whole time. But instead, the young girl puts herself in a vulnerable position. Why? Because the director wants those scenes. Nobody acts. How stupid. It's so stupid. Nobody acts at any point in time like they're in actual danger of anything. And this comes down to the kids, the the boy's automatic response to a scary situation wouldn't be to say, oh, Shania Twain, or whatever he was doing throughout the whole movie, replacing all the swears with like the celebrities and things. It has to to have a simple narrative. Like, oh, I remember I tried out for the baseball team one time and I got Mm -hmm. cut. Boy, if I'm ever cornered by an old person, I'm going to fucking slug their head off with a fucking bat. You know, it- I came here to see people make fart jokes and hit other people. <laughs> and that was going to be it. But it's not. All right. Well, um, excuse me. Where were all of the fart jokes in your movie? Uh, I needed more jump scares. <laughs> if the camera could have been a little bit shakier. Zemo's whole plan makes no sense. None! None. But the cool thing about that is that the movie mostly ignores him. He shows up like three times to have like a minute of screen time and then you forget about it. And he's a plot device. He's not really a character. Yeah, but that that makes him a completely weak villain though. Absolutely. No, that's no question. He is just another garbage tier Marvel Cinematic Universe villain. (laughs) It's supposed to be garbage tier. Wait, garbage tier? Yeah! It's supposed to be. All right, and that's an election right? It's supposed to. But then, Kyle, since this is my opening thoughts, yes, interesting, intriguing, and then becomes totally unraveled, in my wah, opinion. Wah. It, it un- <laughs> unravels. So, speaking of ravels, <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, well, to, to continue on the unraveling thing. Yes. Um, speaking of ravels. Speaking of ravels. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a twist in this movie, right? What? Did M. Night make this? (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we talking about? Movie news. Movie news. That's right, movie news. Well, Kyle, I just recently had the pleasure of watching bullshit Will Ferrell Talladega Nights. Ooh, you're not a fan. No. But I went to the cinema recently, and I saw a very interesting film, Hmm. James. Hmm. And it's called The Lobster. Have you heard of this? (laughs) Fucking lobster? The Lobster. You know, maybe I've I've seen a trailer or something. All right. Well, those are two movies we've seen recently. Talladega Nights starring Will Ferrell and The Lobster starring Colin Farrell. Huh. Interesting. Their last names almost sound the same. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, no, I'll hook you up with my bootleg, you know? Well, if you're... Um, I generally don't partake in those illegal activities. If you remember, I've oh, yet to sneak whatever. into even whatever, a month. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so 30 minutes of extras. I'm, I'm, and, you know, I just... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Help me out, Kyle. Well, la, la, you, you said it best, James, and that is... But Hollywood and people are stuck in the past. They want to reboot the same stuff over and over and beat it into the ground. But I watched the Swiss Army Man trailer and when I when I when it finished, you know, I thought to myself, this looks interesting. This looks interesting. So uh so I'm looking forward to that. There you go. Wannabes. Wannabes. Hey, you guys are wannabe podcasters. I remember. Anyway, um I'm excited to see 
there there have been some Jaws style remakes in the past involving sharks. I think even Samuel L. Jackson was in a shark movie at one point where oh, he God. Deep Blue Sea. Do you remember? Did you oh, did you see God. that one, James? Oh my God! It it was we garbage. could nitpick the shit out of that one all day. As, as you would say, it, it was garbage. Garbage. It's gonna be tough. All right, let me get to character. It oh, is gonna I'd be love tough. to be able to do this on one take. It is gonna be nah. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm ready, man. <clears throat> All right, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Damn, maybe I get to it again. I just had to hear it once. All right, I had to hear it once. Okay, okay. All right, at least now, I'm ready. I'm ready. Now I'm prepared. Okay. okay. <clears throat> and we're gonna we're gonna seg into movies that we're anticipating or things happening in the movie world that we're anticipating. Um, and so Kyle, why not? Shit. <laughs> All right, we gotta edit that. You're doing good. That's good. Sorry, I'll pick it up for a dollar, but I'll check it out sometime. Okay, sounds good. Well, those are two things we've seen lately: Talladega Nights, starring Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise, and The Lobster. Kyle, Talladega Nights, starring Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Wait a minute. I think you got the uh, the wrong film there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and today, James, what are we, what are we doing? Movie news. <laughs> That's right. Movie news. <laughs> <clears throat> This is one of our more ridiculous ideas, but I think it's going to be really good. All right, I'm going to just And cut. You know, what, what movie have you seen recently, for example? What, what's the last movie you saw? The last movie I saw was Finding Dory. Oh, Finding yeah? Finding Dory? Was it good? Not as good as Finding Nemo. Oh. All right, how about you? Passion of Christ. Passion of the Christ? Oh, old. That's like... That's like 10 years ago. I thought about it. I'm like, oh, shit. They're asking the wrong person. No, that's great. You don't like to go to the movies, do you? Because I, I don't. Could, I'm a I big fan. My mother what? doesn't go to the movies ever. Let me tell yeah. you something. Honestly, I was getting comfortable with it, like ready to give jump back in. Uh-huh. And then they start, they did that shoot. The, the, the people got shot in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. And that freaked me out right, right there. Yeah, no, and know? rightly so. It's so now I scary. hate to be, I hate, I'm a very honest chick. I don't got a problem Good. with either. I, I'm not going <laughs> to you can curse on this podcast if you want. Check this out, motherfuckers. No. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, like for real though. Um, now I be buying the DVD. There you go. Yeah, I'm the I king of the bootleg. Man, I'm a to the king of the queen. <laughs> and look, my, my sister be saying because she she's uh, she's a Christian. She be seeing the blood of Jesus and somebody watching me while I buy this. I said, bitch, if you don't buy that damn thing, come on. And then she buy a Christian movie. There you go. Oh, that's great. So they know that Freddy Krueger is real because I know he's real. <laughs> no, I know he come in your dreams and all of that. I know he's real and and Chucky too. And don't tell me no different. All right, wait, but, wait. I like this. I, I like this conversation because you, you knew you I'm knew who the name. I don't watch scary movies. We got Michael Myers. We got Freddy. Mm-hmm. There's Freddy. enough scary shit out there I, in yeah, the world I, too. We got we got uh, Jason. We got Chucky. Yeah. Of those four, okay. who's the who's the worst? Freddy, because you can't Freddy, go to yeah. sleep. Yeah. yeah. You gotta in- stay away. You know who's the you know who's the weakest Chucky? It's a little fucking toy. You just kick that motherfucker right in his head. Exactly. Boom. End exactly. of the story, right? Make something show up, actually. Um, and no makeup in the film. No makeup mm. besides any that was actually applied on the film for some part of the, the movie. Um Wait, curious. What do you mean applied on the film. Like applied <laughs> in the movie. Like if it was in the scene or anything. <laughs> There was oh, no, there was as no, in like, a character right, supposed to be right, right, overly right, made right, up right, like right, the wife yes. of the manager. Yes. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Do you see how I could, that could yes, be misunderstood? I'm, I'm, I'm apologies. Too... Yeah. What's in year <laughs> two? Damn you, George you Carlin. You catch you know? up to me at this point. Damn you. You gotta like, be I'm in too, my brain I'm right too now. honed in on language. You, tell, you say makeup on the film and I'm looking at lipstick smeared on a fucking reel. <laughs> no, that is too way literal. too literal. Yeah, all right. I'm sorry. She was with me. Okay, well. Will he or will he not you know, stab his own eyes out and and level the playing field and become equal with a flaw. And that's another thing we'll return to later. Every, all the relationships are based on like an equality of some flaw. 
and I, that's F-L-A-W for all of you non-New Yorkers there, right? Uh, floor. Fla, I think you would say. Um, so does he do it? Font. So this is all just interpretation. Nobody's right or wrong here, right? So Aaron, what do you think happened? I think those are some very deep thoughts, James. Yeah, it's maybe a little uh, bit too deep, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> no, uh, I actually... Not as deep as yeah. you'd be as a lobster oh, at the bottom of the ocean. I hate it when you punt out of control. <laughs> I hate it. Sorry, oh, Aaron. Continue. Yeah. Apologies all around, listener. Can you think about where there's no conclusion to the story, where there's no, there's no finality to it? where you don't know what happens to... What can you think of that presents itself in a way like that? Titanic. What? (laughs) (laughs) Titanic gets super closure on all fronts. On the opposite spectrum, I I just want to showcase that we know that Jack is gone, and that's bullshit. Okay. (laughs) Because he would have fit on the piece of wood. Everybody knows that. Is that what you... If I were to turn myself into an animal, I would be a cat. And I don't know what kind of cat I would be. I could either be like a trash cat or like <laughs> That's a, a type of cat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Would like I be a kitty cat? A trash like, cat? <laughs> what? You know, Can we be a like, little... By the way, loud on the set, still no product placement. Well, no, we had one product placement last year. Did you we? mentioned that you were eating Skittles. Oh, I was eating Skittles. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> so we didn't get anything for that. Yeah, we started this episode by eating Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> Anyway, all right, now this is where you and I might diverge a little bit. Okay. Because I'm going to get into the Ravel. Oh, the Ravel. Poor Ravel. Poor Ravel. Because things got a little <laughs> unraveled in this movie. About, well, let me, let me, I'll begin my Ravel, if you will, or the negative comments. About two-fifths of the way into the movie, I had my first negative comment, Kyle, and I wrote, the music sucks. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but it was like all this weird elect- electronica kind of, oh, I won't even try to yeah. imitate it. Uh, I just wrote that. Music sucks. Fine. I think that was another indication of them trying to make it completely like ethereal and yeah. not like typed. And yeah, I don't know if it if it works nah. as well as something else would. Sorry, man. Your choice of music <laughs> was fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know, like some, something quite serious is happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they were at the lake. And chairs flew around, with, uh, you know, by themselves, and doors blasted open, and people claimed to be shooting at zombies yeah. that only one girl could see. And, uh, and this guy is still thinking about, uh-huh. you know, laying the pipe? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It's interesting to note as well that since sex and... Um, and, like, those first, like, virginal sex experiences are a very, uh, like... The, I mean, they're the main theme of the film, like what that yeah. means and what that what is that pushing. All those moments where it is brought up like that are are interesting because they're they relate to other scenarios in people's lives and in in kind of the the stereotype of the world where you know the best way to get over a guy is to get under another one, Durr, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of. A couple of scenes later, we still we see that Greg gets killed by. Um, it in his own bedroom and the it is now disguised as his own mother yep and his own mother was humping him mm-hmm. and i was what is oedipus man this is, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I don't know to me oedipal <laughs> to me early in the movie the now the it chooses to kill greg by some sort of oedipus complex bullshit and to me it was like it was a weird wrinkle because oh is now is now sex part of the killing because the first girl on the beach didn't get killed via you know laying the pipe like uh-huh. having a pipe that that's not, that joke's ain't gonna work that joke's not gonna hit anyway and then here's something i just thought of you ready for this one based on what you just said that maybe the maybe the victim's yeah, maybe, i was getting ready to boom oh maybe the victim's own psychology takes over and the it manifests manifests itself around their thoughts Right. Because Greg gets killed by his own mother, half-naked, humping him, mm-hmm. cowgirl style. <laughs> uh, you just had to throw that detail yeah, in, Yeah, I you? don't know why. <laughs> just, just to form the image, right? <laughs> well, Kyle, believe it or not, I just had another thought. Oh, yes. Right here on the fly. Here we go. Perhaps, maybe, viewers help us out. Maybe they got the idea that electricity would kill the it. From the scene, this is a stretch. 
this is a fucking stretch. I'm sorry. <laughs> but from the scene where the mother is humping Greg, and why do I keep coming back to that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you've got something oh, uh, God. edible going on here. Right. No, but this, this will make sense in a second. Sorry, James' mom. Well, the funny thing is, Kyle, you watch this movie, and almost right away when you find out what the it is, you start generating questions. Like I, Almost right. immediately I wrote down notes like, what if you die? And then they address that. Yeah. You know? And I wrote, what if you go overseas? And then I realized, oh, well, the it exists probably everywhere. And right. It doesn't have to be in Care. the same town. Does it manifest itself? Yeah. Who knows, really? Yeah. But then I started thinking weird things to get back on the joke mm-hmm. side of things. What if you have sex with an animal? <laughs> Boy, this is a good one. Oh, my God. Highlight reel right here today. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, wow. what happens? Yeah. Anyway. A grapefruit. Who knows? <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Uh, I'm up first, and I'm going to start it off right now. Kyle, press play for me, please. Will Ferrell is Clint Bivens, dental hygienist extraordinaire, who at times pretends he's a real dentist. Hey, how you doing, Dana? Looking good. Nice teeth. (laughs) But when he has to work on the woman of his dreams... Oh, you're so good with that drill. He's got to rinse, spit, and come clean. You're not a real dentist? I didn't think anyone would care. Well, you're going back to school. No. He's going to have to drill deep to get that education as his crowning achievement. Studying is so hard. Why did I do this to myself? So this summer, brace yourself, get your fill, and become enameled with Ain't That the Tooth. I'll see you next week for your root canal. I'm gonna I'm gonna get our last one queued up and then uh, we'll see what you guys think. Uh, okay, it, it's yeah. it looks interesting. Okay. Here we go. Ready? All right. Tom Brand had it all. He earned billions, traveled the world on luxury yachts, and owned homes in seven different time zones. He built an empire from scratch. Thousands called him the most powerful man in the world. And now they call him Mr. Fuzzy Pants. Kevin Spacey stars in Nine Lives. Total fucking garbage. (laughs) Is this a real movie? This this sounds made up. This it sounds a, like you fucking made that this up. This is Kyle. a real movie, like all the other ones, Get you know, except way out. worse. Are you, Are you kidding, kidding me? me? We watch all these great trials, then you leave us with that piece of shit. Kevin Spacey stars in Nine Lives. A He's a cat, Mister Fuzzy Pants. This real movie. Is it, is it a cartoon? Oh my! No, God, he's no, a cat. No, what? it is live you action. You saw it. That was Kevin Spacey. That was a real... Jennifer Garner. Christopher Walken. Outrageous. That was a, that was a real fucking cat sitting in that boardroom chair. I can't believe what? this. Every <laughs> other thing we talked about was better than this. Gold. Everything was beautiful. Mean, come on, man. The rest of the stuff was beautiful. Mister Fuzzy Pants. <laughs> Unbelievable. What was the name of the movie so I can immediately forget it again? Nine Lives, a real movie that exists out in the world. Question the third, Mr. James. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, and emotionally? What are these turn-ons? What? Yeah. What? What are your creative, spiritual, and emotional turn-ons? This is a very important question I must ask of all my guests. Did he just say turn-ons? Oh, uh, my, you want to know what my spiritual, spiritual turn-ons are? Mm, quite. Uh, how how about this? Can we come back to that one? I, I wasn't expecting that. I, uh, I, I must insist you answer the question, Mr. James. All right. Um, spiritual, uh, being an atheist. What are the other two? Creative and emotional. Creative is uh, the chance to rant, and emotional is to not talk about my emotions. Next question, George. Question the fourth. All right. 
What are your creative, spiritual, and emotional turn-offs? Uh, how about all-in-one talking about my emotions like this? Can, can we... No, we all-in-one take? We do this all-in-one? Question five. What is your favorite curse word? <clears throat> oh, that's easy, given the sort of direction we're going right now, and that's cockamamie bullshit, if you get what I'm... <laughs> you, I don't think Very you, clever, Mr. James. Very clever. I, I, can, can we... Can we cut? Question I, eight. I even... What profession would you attempt if not your own acting career? Um, uh, I, I'm not ready for this. What would you not attempt, Mr. James? Question nine. I... Would you drive a plane into the sun? I, only if you were in the fucking cockpit with me, you lunatic. Question 10, Mr. James. Now he's James. looking at me weird, too. Like, I can't even make any... If heaven exists, what would you want to hear when you got to the pearly gates from the one and only God himself? I would hope that he would say, I forgive you for that interview you did that one time with that fucking lunatic uh, jerk-off <laughs> And then, <laughs> I don't think it's funny. You're going oh. way off script here right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James joining us today. Another big round of applause for oh, our wonderful no. guest. No. Thank you all so much for listening to Inside tell... the Podcaster's Studio. I'm going to talk to my lawyer. This is, this is borderline. My me. name is George Brisk. I have a reputation. Every week we bring you the best and the brightest from the world of podcasting. I still want all the money or everything you promised me, even though that half this interview And is no one could deny the success of Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. We can't wait to have Kyle in no, the studio no, 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 with no. us. Let's make something clear. Kyle will never be on your show. <laughs> Mr. James, always is. the jokester. Thank oh, you joke, man. so much. You want to take this outside? James. And with that, I will leave you wonderful listeners. Yo, we can step outside. the rest of your life. He's not going to pay me and you're being a jerk off. Let's go outside right now. Let's step outside and settle this. Bring, bring. Hello? Hello? Hello, and welcome to MoviePod, oh, the 24-hour movie information hotline brought to you by Loud guys. on a Set and Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos, what? now with 75% more cheese and dust. Operator. For movies starting at the Oceana in Brighton Beach, Brooklyn, New York, press 1 now. I only have a rotary phone. Starting at 1 p.m., we'll be showing, Hey, you're a loser, and you should be outside right now during a sunny, beautiful day. Is that a movie? Starting at 2 o'clock, we'll be showing, Hey, how about handball? It's a cool regional sport, and you look like you could use the exercise. That's, that's not even a real movie title. Starting at 4 p.m. at the Oceana, we'll be showcasing Get Mugged, the high school kids that wait for you right outside the theater, and they don't look like they're too happy. I think he's threatening me. 6 p.m., the perfect time for your side piece date. Your girlfriend will never know, and you know I always save those two seats in the back row for you. That's an interesting offer. Starting at 7 p.m., we got Honey, I Shrunk the Pets, starring Rick Moranis. Turn off the laser! Turn off the laser! No, the pets! <laughs> it's gotten one and a half stars, Honey, I Shrunk the Pets. And finally at midnight, a special showing of The Warriors, our very own Coney Island movie. What would you like to do next? Uh, not buy a ticket? Thank you for using MoviePod. We'll see you at the theater. Uh, yo, hello? Hello, and welcome to MoviePod, your source for movie, time, z, and information. Please select from the following automated list of words. Hurry up, man. Shit. This is the Midwest. 
where things go slow. What? He's, he... Do you want movie times? Say movie times or press one. Movie times. If you would like theaters, say theaters or press two. If you would like information on calorie count at our concession stand. What the fuck? Say I'm a bit tubby or press three. Uh, I thought I already said I want one. All right. Boop. One. Your show times for today are as follows. Then call me Tubby. New Nicolas Cage film starting at no show times available. Superhero movie four, The Reckoning. Ooh. Ten thirty a.m. One thirty p.m. Uh. Or. 1.30 a.m. What? Why? 1.30 in the morning? What? Romantic what? comedy. This thing's going... From coast to coast, it's love that wins the most. That's the whole title. Playing at every minute of every hour. How did, didn't even give me the... How did, choose a movie time. Choose a movie time for you. You will come to the movies at 5.30 p.m. No, no, I don't. A hot date. Oh, all right. But well, I want to choose the time. Don't, don't force me. But get me the girl. She's on her way. Do you require mashed potatoes and gravy or what? corn to go with your movie? Popcorn? But how does she know where to find me? What? Is this a Have corn on the cob. Are you a real guy? I thought this was automated. You have made multiple selections. Uh, uh, look, man, to be totally honest, we, we can't really afford to implement the movie pod thing in the Midwest. It's frankly just a little bit too expensive. So uh, I'm, I'm doing my best here. I'm, oh, I'm, now I'm, I'm, you were pretending to be a robot? Uh no. Um, look, man, do you want to see a movie or not? Yeah, I want to see the superhero one, and I want the hot girl. Then just come I don't in. want your fucking corn There's the top, nobody though. here. I'll, I'll reel it up on any screen you want. Just yeah? What's your name? My name is Ralph. Ralph, uh, Little Midwest Hospitality. Just come on in and ask for uh, Dave, and, and we'll make it happen for you. All right, what's the girl's name? Uh, uh, there is no girl. I, I, my boss just wanted me to get people to the theater, so, so sorry about that. All right, can you throw in the candy bag? Oh yeah, sure. Any anything. You really, from the buff the candy bag. Yeah, uh, mix and match anything you want. Yeah. Are you guys hiring? I could I could do the mo I could do movie pod. This is called movie pod. I could do this. Look, man, I'm being nice. I'm telling you, we're underfunded. All right, all right. You're trying to take my job here. All right, What's all right, the deal? All right, all right. Uh, um, I'll, I'll be I'll be there soon. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. You, okay. you're, you're the best. Thanks, Ralph. Shit. Alright, Kyle, I got another funny story. Yes. For you, right? Um, speaking of cheap shit that gets cranked out every year apparently <laughs> paranormal activity yes <clears throat> i've seen my them sister, all my my sister loves you've seen them all yeah oh, i so hate them all <laughs> but i've seen them all all right i think this the is, first one's okay yeah I, we agree on that i think this is paranormal. hang on i'm just gonna eat some of these uh um uh bones here real quick continue with oh your my goodness conversation horror. the horror anyway i think it was paranormal activity four the one that takes place in like. Can South you hand me that Central? leg over there? Oh yeah, sure. Here you go. Thank you. Yeah. Ugh. That's good. That's disgusting, man. That's anyway, good, Dave. Jesus, poor Dave. Anyway, Paranormal Activity. I think it's the fourth one. Help me out, Kyle. <laughs> I'll try. It's the one that takes place in like fucking South Central LA with a bunch of Latinos. So it has. A, you don't know talk about here. Yeah. They get away from their like yeah. typical scared white mm -hmm. suburbanites and they go to fucking like the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Oh my it's god. It's called uh, Paranormal Activity. Something about the curse, no? No. But you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, Suddenly they have like one of them has superpowers is like jumping and yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Anyway, yeah, here's terrible. the story. The story is almost <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really bad. But my sister loves him. Anyway, 
She want my sister wants to go to the theater. All right, I'll I'll take you to the theater. Let's go to the theater. <laughs> we go to the movies. She wants to see Paranormal Activity four. All right, I get up to the front. I get up to the ticket booth. I tell the kid, you know, give me two for Paranormal Activity four. All right, at whatever at this hour, seven thirty. Guy goes. I'm not even fucking kidding. Two tickets. He goes. He says something to me like, "That'll be thirty-seven dollars." And I go, "Now I'm in New York, so I'm expecting it to be, you know, in the mid to high twenties, perhaps." And I go, "What? I go, what? What the fuck? Why is it so expensive?" He goes, "You wanted the seven thirty show, right?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "The seven thirty show is playing in our new like experimental all surround experience, not." It's not, um, what do you call that? It's not IMAX. And it wasn't 3D. But it was like experimental with new projection systems and sound effects. And da, da, da. And I look up. Uh. I go, can I just get the regular showing? God damn it. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need all that shit. And he goes, no. The next time it's showing in the regular theater, not the experimental high intensity. I, I should look it up. I have no idea what the fuck he called it. Um, but sure enough, it was in there. He's like, no, that, that one is until like 1030. I'm like, oh, I got God, I paid like $38 to see Paranormal Activity 4. Yeah. In, in, uh, here's the kick. Here's the punchline. In an enhanced theater with enhanced sound, enhanced visuals, enhanced fucking seats and all that shit. <laughs> like the next, you know, the next experience of movie going for a found footage movie. Yeah. Do you see the irony there? I do see the irony Where the there. filmmakers spent <laughs> no energy or effort to make it even fit. <laughs> I couldn't believe it and because it's my sister and because it's like I think it, I was home for the holidays or something like that these things t- sometimes come out during fucking Christmas time mm-hmm. whatever I was home for whatever reason I spent so much money to see a shitty like fourth or fifth installment of Paranormal Activity in an enhanced theater when it's a found footage movie that's criminal it's meant to be played back <laughs> on like a on a Sony Digicam size screen. You see what I'm saying? It's criminal. Holy shit. They should never... Why did they pick that movie to run in their fucking <laughs> new age theater? You know what movie probably looked great in that theater? Uh, Avatar? Uh, you know the one. Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, good God. <laughs> what a horror that I'm was. I'm still not over that. All right. Yeah. My last story I got, Kyle, about horror movies is this one. When I was a little kid... I forget what the movie was. It may have been The Exorcist. It may have been Amityville Horror. This genre is so fun. Yeah, it may have been Poltergeist. (laughs) But I've said this before on the podcast. Me and all my brothers and sisters one night, way later than we should have been staying up, we were watching some scary-ass movie in the living room. And, you know, most of us are just laying on the floor looking up at the TV like that, you know. And uh, the whole place is dark. And then my mom says, in the middle of the movie, I don't know why, you know, this kind of parenting occurred to her, but we (laughs) we had to take showers uh, for the for, you know before we went to bed, I guess. Wow. Again, were we that dirty? I don't know. <laughs> no point in taking a shower in your little kid before you go to bed. Your hair's all wet. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we we were going in, but everybody, you know, my mom sent us in one at a time. We only had one bathroom, one shower, and uh, you know, all right, Chris, get in the shower. You know, Kevin, get in the shower. Blah. One by one, and when she called each of us to go take a shower, we would sprint out of that fucking room, get what we needed to take the shower, get in the bathroom, take the fastest shower possible, and get the fuck back to the living room because the rest of the apartment was dark. Yeah. And you didn't want to be back there in the hallways oh, all by no. yourself and all that oh, shit. Oh, no, no, no. The safety of your brothers and your sisters and your mom, everybody's in the living room. Uh huh. So my mom, one at a time, was sending us out of the room after watching the, the most horrific shit <laughs> and sending us back to the depths of our apartment. All right. She sends me, right? James, go take a shower. I hurry back so you can watch the end. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, I knew this moment was coming. So now I'm freaked out. And I go get my shit. I go take a shower, the fastest shower I've ever taken in my life, you know. And I had to run back into the room to drop off my dirty clothes or something like that. I go into my room. And when I go to flick the lights on, I don't know how the fuck this happened. Maybe I bumped a dress or something. But simultaneously, as I flick the light on, a toy fell from a shelf right in front of my face. Oh, So imagine shit. total darkness and something just like, boom, like falls in your field of view. And I, yeah, I screamed like a little sissy bitch. And I hightailed it out of there. And my mom goes, what the hell is wrong with you? And I think I said some shit about like something's in my room and it jumped out and got me. And my mom was so pissed off at me. Oh, my God. No sympathy there. That is so And then I had so to try funny. to settle back. I had to try to settle my ass down. To watch the rest of a horror movie yeah. after just being scared out of my damn mind. <laughs> oh, my God. Sort of soft, not not interesting or not 
um, different kind of horror, just just so run of the mill, you know. Very much like Insidious. Did you see Insidious? Well, yeah. yeah. That, see, I didn't see that one, but I can only imagine. Wait, is it with the one with the fucking doll or like a monkey? Uh, what am I talking about? The doll. <laughs> the yeah, the An- monkey doll. No, yeah, the monkey doll one. The Annabelle doll. Uh, and go out and watch the movies and have a wonderful Halloween. See you later. <laughs> Doink. <laughs> I really hate the ghost hunter people. I think they're assholes. Yeah, they're always trying to find hidden messages where there really aren't any. Kind of like heavy metal music turning into a Satan worshiper. They're looking for messages that don't exist because ghosts don't know how to even communicate effectively. Why would they carve things into people's bodies? Why wouldn't they just tap Morse code? Better yet, grab a pencil and some fucking paper and just write it out nice and easy. Problem solved. And why don't ghosts have better clothes? Is there no ghost shop for ghost clothing? These are the things we dwell on. James is dead. Kyle's dead. You're all dead. Paul is dead. Eat your cool ranch Doritos. <laughs> why does no one know what pink popcorn is? <laughs> <laughs> Because when it's played backwards, nobody will know what the hell we're talking about anyway. I might even leave that in. Who knows? It might go crazy. All right. Well, there you have it. Best of Loud on the Set Volume 2. Our nice holiday (laughs) episode ends with this horrifying uh, uh, Halloween story. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. There's a a little gift from Loud on the Set. Another Best of Volume 2. An hour-long episode, Kyle. There you go. There you go. Pretty long. Just like the last time. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all denominations and folk worldwide. Thank you all so much for listening. Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. We hope that you enjoyed this as much uh, as we enjoyed making it for you. So thank you again for listening. Have a great holiday, and we will catch up with you probably next year. Wow. Yeah. Hey, we we haven't missed a week yet, Kyle. There you go. All right. On track. (laughs) See you later. And cut.